This is the Practicing XP podcast. Hi, I'm Akshay. And I'm Chirag. We've been practicing extreme programming for 10 years each in ThoughtWorks. In this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, our opinions and experiences while practicing XP. Thanks for tuning in. All right, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Practicing XP. Uh we are joined by a few colleagues from ThoughtWorks and today we are going to talk about no estimates. Uh before we get going into the topic, let me uh quickly do a round of introductions. I'll start with our remote participant. We have a participant uh, joining from our uh, Germany office. Uh, um do you want to start with your name and your role? Yeah, sure. Um so my name is Leighton Dawkins. Um I'm a software developer at ThoughtWorks. Um originally from Australia. Um currently working in Germany. Cool. Uh hello everyone. My name is Dig Vijay and I'm a I'm an application developer in ThoughtWorks and working in Pune. Hi, I'm Chirag. Hey, this is Akshay. Hey, I'm Janvi. Uh I'm Pallavi. I'm as a software dev here in ThoughtWorks office Pune. All right. So, um so the trigger for this conversation was uh was a recent chat um that we were having with Janvi where Janvi you were sharing that your team ha- had not been doing estimates for a while and now you uh, decided to start doing uh, estimation and you were wondering whether you should do estimates in a re- elaborate way or 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 do it uh, do it in this no estimates fashion. Do you want to just set context on that and then t- walk us through what uh, what conversations you've already had sure so uh, initially we were not doing estimates on our team because we'd not felt the need to do it the client had never asked us for estimates or very broad timelines we were continuously delivering features and that was okay uh, recently there was a change and uh, we now needed to provide certain plans and for that we had to do estimates now we needed to kind of figure out when we would deliver certain features by constant debates we've had within our team is how do we really want to estimate should they be in terms of our small medium large story sizes or should we try to slice all stories equally and say count the number of stories that we would uh, finish in an iteration rather than depending on story size So this has been a uh, interesting conversation and uh, I don't think we've really come to a solution we just agreed based on majority. So it'll be nice to discuss this more. So does anyone have does anyone have uh, strong views one way or the other whoever has the strongest view can start that that's the right way to do it and then we can counter it I guess. Okay so I am of a personal opinion that uh we should be estimating always or in in uh our case especially uh within small medium large or extra large kind of a story uh my point on uh, that is that it's really hard to slice all the stories equally and complexity is not something that we should be slicing really uh if if we start doing that then the value of story diminishes somewhere and it's not really testable and uh, yeah that's about it i think Yeah, so I guess um uh for me the the question of of estimating is uh I sort of go back and forth on this quite a lot. Um 
I'm absolutely for the idea of complexity analysis and the idea of, um, of us as a development team getting a good idea of how hard, how complex the work it is that we're going to do. Uh, is um, for me the the core part of this conversation was uh, trying to avoid distracting uh, our business stakeholders with uh, the size or the what they would probably interpret as cost or time uh, of the work that we would be doing. Um, so in in previous experience, um, I, I've been in situations where where we've sized things. Um, uh, I guess quite specifically uh, product stakeholders tend to lean towards the stuff that looks easier to do and mm. um, they'll see a list of smalls and mediums and larges and their priority gets a little bit skewed by the concept that there's these little pieces of work that you can just kind of smash out they're imagining that it's like a couple of hours of work or something like that um, so uh, the, the push for me is is I'm I'm absolutely for the concept of, of estimating, but not for the concept of estimating for the purpose of, uh, of cost or time, um, but as a tool for a development team to understand the work that they're going to do. Um, extrapolating that understanding of uh, complexity out to anything else other than just complexity uh, is the place where I think estimation can run into some trouble. Uh, so that one's interesting. Um uh, but uh, I feel that one of the purposes uh, for uh, so if I was a client I was the product owner uh, trying to make decisions about the the direction of the product then um, I would appreciate knowing uh, that out of 10 features that I have imagined uh, uh, that let me add business value uh, which one is uh, which one is the biggest which one is the smallest which one is the riskiest etc because those things can help me uh, think of priority not that that would be the should not be the only factor the size of it or the easiness of it should not be the only factor in my decision making but if something is easy and creates enough business value then then it makes me more confident to say that that should be higher priority um, so that level of visibility the client stakeholders would appreciate getting wouldn't you agree yeah I, I do um, <clears throat> yeah for the most part I agree entirely um, I, I think that's uh, a, a really good example of where I guess it's not an anti-pattern <laughs> in a way um, where it's uh, where it's this weight of business value and uh, and pace of work or complexity of work um, and those two things combined means well that's the most important thing that we should do right now um, uh, in some places, uh, I've absolutely experienced that. I've also experienced, I guess, the, the opposite end of the spectrum, which is one that's very much about we just need to do stuff and it needs to get done as quickly as possible, right. um, which I guess takes away a little bit from potentially the product vision or the customer centricity of the work that we're doing. Correct. So that um, risk is something yeah. to, to guard against. Right. Yeah. So, and and that was actually a, a, a part of the conversation that we had as a team. Was uh, this is kind of where my headspace was coming from around this? Um, because I'd just come out of a, uh, right. I'd just come out of a team that had been working that way, um, and so it took a little bit of, I guess, uh, alignment for me and for the rest of the team to understand why I was having that conversation right. um, and why I was thinking about it in those terms. Um, the context that we stand in right now is one that is. Uh, 
because our our, uh, our stakeholders haven't really seen estimates from us at all, yeah, um, they're not particularly weighting anything on them anyway. Um, and for the foreseeable future, we don't see that there's uh, any likelihood that they'll that that will be a sign of significant importance. Uh, so just to understand the context a little better, um, uh, have you not estimated uh, features as well uh, in the past? Um, no, so we we hmm. used to do them long before before uh, some of us joined the team, and that time I think the team had come to a conclusion that we're kind of slicing stories equally, and you anyways finish as many points as you would. So why go through this whole uh, process and waste time on estimating was the consensus. But I think a lot has changed from then as well. Uh, new people have joined the team. I'm I'm sure the velocity is not what it used to be, or we've not even uh, tried measuring it. Uh, I'm what I constantly wonder about is uh, when we talk of no estimates. Uh, is it something that I feel like it is something that you mature towards, and once you probably realizing you're functioning very well as a team, and actually post estimating is when you can come to a conclusion that no, maybe now you don't need to estimate. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, I definitely, I mean, there's an element of maturity definitely involved in uh, in no estimates. Uh, there's also other factors like the kind of work that you're doing, uh, because some work is inherently it, it's easy to s uh, split it into similar sized pieces, mm -hmm. whereas other work uh, you really need to pay more attention to business value, like you were saying. Uh, and and not compromise business value for the sake of creating similar sized uh, pieces of work. Uh, so and that's why the question about whether this was happening in the context of developing new features and new functionality, or in context of, for example, uh, making small uh, fixes, uh, defect fixes to production, or uh, or that kind of work. Uh, so so there's an element of that. Can you uh, explain a little bit again? Uh, where the need is coming from so this it's it looks like it's not coming from your product owners uh, it's something that you have figured out internally that that you need to start being more disciplined or uh, if you can explain that a little bit more it'll be helpful so maybe i can give a example so uh, there was uh, currently we don't follow any estimations and uh, we kind of uh, start working on a story and then maybe it's not that we are taking so much time in it or whatever like we just it feels to us that it has been a long time that we have been working on that story maybe the scoop keeps increasing there are some uh, variables which are we did not take consider it before or something like that but uh, just keeping an estimation like if we already know beforehand this story is like because we don't know we it's everything is apparently like it's supposed to be equal and like you just take up the story and it took us a long very long time to uh like do that story and uh, yeah i mean uh, to have an estimation will kind of help you maybe gamification it would help so that you also know okay i've taken this much time in it and why is it taking so much time and you can do a retro on it maybe why did it take it so much time where did we missed in the estimation or where where was the scope not defined something like that like if it takes two because sometimes even if i work on something for two days I feel like if I'm, I don't know if it is two days, but I feel okay, it has been a long time, but I don't know what long is. So sometimes that also happens. And if you keep track of it is in numbers, so like 
okay uh, it has been taking a long time and later on you can maybe uh, go on to the story and see okay uh, it has been ta- it, it took so long why did it took maybe do a retro on it where did we miss uh, on the analysis phase or anything where was the thing missing and doing these kinds of thing makes me feel that uh, it brings your team also to the same level of maturity and you all like have some similar opinions on that so while you said that stories uh, your current stories are supposed to be similar sized are you finding that there's a lot of variation when you actually pick them up and work on them yes uh, we are finding it so uh, there was one particular example uh, the a, a single story kept on running for around 3 weeks uh, just because we kept on adding scope or removing scope or uh there were some dependencies on some an- another uh, systems that we didn't really think about that much so i think estimations uh, would help us over there we would really think about such scenarios whenever we are estimating and try to analyze it properly or try to basically uh, think about all the third party dependencies and everything and that way uh, it would help us a lot yeah Uh, yeah that's a good point because uh, even uh, uh, even in the uh, during the inception for example when we do estimations uh, a lot of times uh, there's a lot of assumptions about the stories uh, and the real purpose of the estimation exercise is not to get that number mm-hmm. but yeah. to actually bring out those assumptions and really think about the story deeply to understand it uh, in all aspects and that is definitely a good exercise so regardless of whether you're doing no estimates or not no estimates meaning that you don't have the complexity of hmm. uh, s- you know uh, spending time in coming up with a number but that means that you are mature enough to analyze stories such that they are equal sized yeah. and it does not take away this conversation that you need to have about what goes into a story hmm. uh, so so yeah, no estimates doesn't mean cowboy uh, hacking of code Uh, so you do really need to understand what a story means what value is it delivering uh, what goes into it technically and then if you are mature enough to s- to create several pieces of the same size uh, then you can do no estimation that, so that so you write that uh, you know it's a elevated level of maturity uh, that's required to to really work that way um i, I was just going to uh, ex- extend on that point that's that's actually a really a really valid point particularly in this in this context um <coughs> we had uh i guess for for my entire lifetime in in the in the current project that we're working on uh i hadn't seen any estimation uh taking place and it it's quite interesting um because it's it's specifically that analysis of complexity uh to me is the thing that has been absent or becoming more absent over time um initially as we weren't estimating things we were kind of pumping through stuff uh and it was reasonably equal and there was a lot of analysis uh um analysis and developer overlap i suppose um you could call it like sort of three amigo stuff i suppose like um an anal- uh, analyst a dev and a, and a qa sitting together and figuring all of that stuff out um which was what was influencing the sizing of our stories um i think uh there's been a a couple of factors over over time that have i guess influenced whether or not that's been happening a lot of it is um is the volume of work that we've had to do in certain time frames and then a lot of it has to do with us being uh, a little uncertain about what will actually be necessary down the line um so i i think it's really important to create that distinction between uh no estimates 
to me at least means like I'm just not surfacing a number to somebody. I'm not telling somebody how big this thing is. Um, no estimates doesn't mean not actually thinking about the complexity of the work that you're going to do. Um, and, and it's just important, I think, to, to sort of hammer home that point that there's, it's, I would say it's a very rare situation that you can just uh, let an, an analyst uh, on their own put together a piece of work and we can be absolutely sure that it's going to be the same size as every other bit uh, without some kind of complexity analysis associated with it. Um. I was also wondering, so uh, even assuming that everything gets sliced equally, say we are in that perfect situation, to me what I feel a lot of times is just that conversation and arguing mm. about whether this is a medium or a large makes you think of a lot of things and you're not motivated to do that a lot of times because you're just thinking about it in an abstract form but uh, trying to quantify it in your head makes you think of a lot of scenarios and is when things get uh, much more clear and people come on the same page. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, so I think uh, for a team who's not been doing estimates and and doesn't have the rigor of uh, of having these conversations, uh, anytime we don't have uh, something happening naturally, uh, we create a ceremony around it. Right? That's the whole point of all of these ceremonies that we have uh, uh, that we use in Agile. Uh, and so I think it's it's worth creating that ceremony for yourselves for now uh, until you get into that groove of uh, thinking in a disciplined manner about what goes into a story and how much is it going to take uh, and uh, and then if you really see that the work is similar and can yeah. be sliced easily enough uh, into similar chunks and maybe you get to that stage of uh, working with no estimates uh, the other thing that I'm hearing uh, that I've heard a couple of times uh, is that the scope got added into a story afterwards or after the fact. Uh, so can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, so uh, so whenever there's no, no estimate thing, right? Uh, you just have a story over there. Uh, and uh, then why, why really a story, right? Why not just a feature and work on it? So that uh, sort of a feelings come into picture or in, in the project and then that's when people uh, start increasing the scope just because okay let's let's do it why not it was just that general feeling i think yeah i think it's also um the some of the scope creep that we've been seeing recently uh also has to do with um again it's it's kind of an absence of uh i guess a critical a critical look or a critical lens towards how things are being analyzed um from a technical perspective um the for, for me i guess it's kind of it's it's different to estimation like validating that a uh that a story um in its description and in its acceptance criteria touches on all of the the things that it's that it's related to to me is i guess related to technically sorry um to me that's sort of a separate thing to estimating the actual complexity uh, of a story so I think something that we've been seeing quite recently, uh, quite a lot recently, is um, a story is written, um, but its its far-reaching consequences aren't necessarily considered at the point that it's played. And there isn't really, um, to me, I guess, there's kind of an absence of, I guess, like a, uh, like a formal story kickoff or a formal uh, introduction for a technical mind to what is currently just a business-influenced story for the most part. Um, and it, 
to me, I guess like estimation can fill in that role. The act of estimating and, and looking at the complexity of work can absolutely fill in for that thing, but um, or for that ceremony. But in a space where there is no estimation happening, um, it's it's super crucial that every story before it's played uh, is criticized to a degree uh, and looked at uh, in terms of does this actually encompass everything that's going to be involved? Uh, and if not, we need to alter the scope of it now uh, so that we don't have any surprises in a week. Yeah. Also, similarly, um, the like I was saying earlier, one of the purposes that uh, estimates and uh, a measure of how big or small something is uh, serves is that it helps a product owner decide um, how much to how much money to pump in into or how much time whatever is more valuable to pump in into into a feature A versus feature B and um, and so uh, so this case where you know the you know there's a story that is in play and and the scope on that is changing um, uh, makes me feel like there's an opportunity there to 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 actually say no that is a separate story the new thing that we are talking about is a separate story not because we want to account it and you know count numbers against it or anything like that but just to ensure that we take the opportunity as a team to ask whether this is really important and is it important yeah. than the other thing other things that are there in the backlog and 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 if so then should it be done tomorrow or, or next week or next month or can it wait even longer? So that kind of conversation uh, you could uh, you could trigger by by at least calling new scope as a new story. Yeah, definitely plus one to that I think. And uh, so the gist behind it, it would be that uh, estimations do help in uh, uh, creating the MVP and also prioritizing it just by looking at the numbers you could say that it might take this story might take na more time than this and whatever you want to go with first would help definitely help in creating the MVP. Uh, uh, so that's interesting and uh, it's definitely useful to size stories um, uh, to understand the relative complexity and to understand you know what what's what's more complex to to uh, to deliver to get a piece of business value versus something else uh, and and to make those stories negotiable then uh, like chirag was saying uh, it is equally important and i think uh, leighton alluded to this fact a little earlier uh, is uh, to distinguish between how big something is and your estimate of how long will it take to do it so while there is a pro there's a no, no direct uh, proportional correlation between uh, between the complexity and the time taken. There will be exceptional situations where uh, something that is uh, of small complexity might take a long time because it's tedious or whatever. Uh, alternatively, something that's highly complex, uh, but you really have to just figure it out in your mind and then writing it in code doesn't really take that much mm. time. So there are those exceptions that happen as well. But I think it is, regardless of whether you know how many of those exceptional cases you have, it is very very important to distinguish between these two things. So when you analyze a story from a complexity standpoint, for the purpose of sizing, you're talking about what goes into that story, the boundaries of the story, uh, what does the technical implementation mean for that story, and but 
but stop at that point uh, and and so it doesn't really translate or or, or, or yeah it shouldn't immediately translate into time uh, because that is um, that is an anti pattern that we fall into quite a quite a bit uh, and and the worst case scenario in that uh, is to actually think in days and then convert it back to mm. points right. and, and those yeah. kind of things so so if you're going to do all of those things uh, then you might as well not have those conversations but the idea of sizing is that it is really really simple that you compare it to a few stories that you've seen in the past um, uh, which would be your reference stories and then you just bucket those stories in in whatever two or three uh, different categories uh, and and leave it at that so so the act of coming up with a number should be really really small what uh, what you should spend time on is to really figure out what goes into that story uh, and what does it mean from an implementation standpoint it it actually brings me to a question that i've been thinking of for quite some time now is uh, that given a choice given you don't have to plan and given the client probably is not interested in knowing how long this is going to take they have all the money and they want to keep building would you yet estimate or not is something i've been wondering about and i wanted to know what people feel about that is there any other motivation to estimating than a plan i i genuinely feel that discipline for its own sake is valuable uh one because it will make you think about what are you improving in yourself right like pallavi was saying i took whatever three days to do this story could i have done any better other other better ways of of doing this is self reflection that is really really important and again uh, i mean uh, estimation is something that uh, naturally starts bringing these conversations yeah. to the surface uh, you could do it without putting a number on the story uh, but it's just easier uh if you're having that conversation in context of an estimate so uh, so that way it makes it easier to have these conversations so self reflection is important and to me another very tactical uh reason for doing this is that your current client is like this but we are in a services industry uh if you go upstairs on the 6th floor uh people are fighting about half a point uh <laughs> and i'm talking about cost per point and what not and if you get thrown into that without experiencing how it yeah. should be done uh, you will be in a absolutely terrible situation uh so i have a similar uh, take on on it uh, uh, like the like the first point you mentioned akshay that uh, i would want some mechanism for the team to be able to reflect on uh, whether how they are doing and whether they are improving um i think so this constant improvement is a key thing that that xp teams need to need to do want to do um so so then some some form of measurement is useful now one form of measurement is is how many points and or or how many stories are you able to do in a particular period that's one one mm. type of measurement which is very popular but uh, there there is another type of measurement that could be equally valuable more valuable depending on the circumstance so if i am able to go uh, you know if the, if, the, if the context of the system is that i'm able to go to production multiple times in a day i'm able to go you know take every check in into production 
then what I'd be uh, tempted to measure is really not how much I'm able to do in, in X period, but instead say how quickly does one piece mm -hmm. of work travel through the whole system and reach to production. So then measuring cycle time would be more valuable, I feel, in, in that and, and more motivating as well to say, okay, then you could say, okay, I, I, take, I used to take one week to get something from idea to production. Now I'm taking four days and you know, what can we do to make it three days, right? So, uh, and, and so that, something like that, like uh, Pallavi was saying, is useful for teams to, s yeah. to use as motivation, as, as target to say, can we improve mm. further? Can we push the boundary more and so on? Yeah, I mean, totally agree to that. Like just extending your own boundaries. And uh, I also believe that uh, not just the defining the scope and sizing, but the process of estimation itself is very important. Like the discussion which happens when you do the estimation, the questions it brings up. And th that comes to a point like, say just to, uh, if many people are there a different set of questions will come up maybe you must have missed that case scenario and you can clearly then define the scope of the story at that time only and so those questions there is a little like less possibility of popping up later that's what i believe so not just the estimation but the discussion is also important and forms the uh, pathway to shape a story the way it is and the scope here yeah. Yeah, uh, regarding this point, uh, th there are I think uh, two ways to look at it like having multiple eyes and brains mm. on uh, doing or understanding the story helps a lot in estimation, but it also could create a havoc of discussions over there. Uh, people, mul different people with different backgrounds and experiences will try to estimate it in different ways. Like, uh, I haven't really seen much happening, but, but is, it, is it possible or like could that be a problem? Yeah, so the thing to keep in mind to make sure that you don't fall in that trap, that's a very uh, possible mm. thing that you could fall into. Um, and uh, we were just talking to another group of people about uh, day-based or time-based estimates versus story points. And one of the fundamental ideas behind story points is that you don't fall in that trap. And for that, you need to make sure that two or three things are true with the range that you select. Uh, so one the options for different types of stories are pretty small, limited. Right? So let's say you have three options, small, medium, large, or you know, whatever, one, mm. one, three, eight, or something like that. And the reason I said one, three, eight is that the distance between each of these options should be big enough, right? If, if you're debating whether it's a two or a three, then you will spend yeah. the entire day talking about it. But the question you need to be able to ask yourself is, is this double or is this less than that hmm. if it's double then it's the next series if not then it's the then it's one and uh, so if you're able to ask a very s simple question like that uh, then you won't spend a lot of time debating uh, on the number so like i said uh, sizing needs to be a very very lightweight activity and so to come up with a number should be like a three second job uh, and if you i have been on teams where if you've stuck together as a team uh, in two to three months, like the BA, uh, you don't even need to have a discussion as a group to size a story. Uh, it becomes very, very natural just looking at a story. Anyone in the team will be able to say that this is a one, this is a two. 
uh, or, or whatever it is so uh, so they just become really ingrained in your brain uh, if you if you do it well right from the beginning uh, but if you don't keep those buckets coarse enough uh, and and far apart uh, then you can definitely spend a lot of time debating and that's one of the uh, the reason why we don't do it in days is one because it brings in subjectivity mm. uh, because it mixes the two things it mixes uh, how big something is and how long am i going to take it take to do it right so it mixes those two questions and you come up with a single answer for that and so your answer will definitely be different than my answer because your experience is different than my experience and it's impossible to get everyone with the same experience in the room uh, it's, it's not feasible at all so so that's why you have to separate those two questions and so the team can objectively decide that this is how big something is it's a one point complexity or three points complexity or eight points of complexity uh, and then you might take two days to do it and janvi might take one day to do it because of your experience but that should reflect in the velocity and not in the uh, except if it's a ui story i suppose <laughs> <laughs> that's what i keep here uh, but uh, i will take forever to do it <laughs> but yeah so so that should reflect in the velocity and not the not the actual number uh, or the size uh and the other reason why we don't do day based estimates is because you have so many options one day two day three days 17 days everything is an option and so and so then you have to keep debating and figuring out and arguing to figure out whether this is uh exactly 11 days or 12 days and it's very difficult to make that mm. judgment so 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 that's what you have to keep in mind when you choose the range uh, so some people use fibonacci some people use 1 2 4 8 uh, whatever helps you ask a very simple question is this like double or is mm. this clearly one bucket or the other and then uh, it becomes easier to do sizing so um am i am i sensing this right that all of you all seem to agree that bringing in some mechanism by which you can do the right analysis have the right discussions um would would help in the in your team's context if if everyone's reaching that point then i have a suggestion to make about what you may want to try uh yeah so i uh, there's <coughs> um coming back to uh to jambi's question uh from earlier um around if if planning is not a factor would i still estimate um it's Uh, and it kind of it kind of answers uh, your question as well around my feelings around it, which is like to me, uh, and it's a really selfish developer centric view. Um, but to me, the value of estimation is so much significantly higher for me personally than it is as a planning tool. The concept of sizing uh, these stories, which will eventually all average out to a medium at some point on a long enough time scale, um, means that we. for us and our immediate best value situation is uh us understanding the work that we have to do and using that analysis to make our lives easier um so in that context where where the client doesn't care they've got heaps of money and they just want us to get work done would i still estimate i absolutely would and that's what makes me uh, a strong supporter of of starting estimating inside our team regardless of whether or not those estimates bubble all the way out to the business or if they just live within the team um so uh, so yeah that's kind of where i sit with that is um 
I, I think it's a great idea for us to start doing it. It's going to fix a lot of these, uh, these lot of a lot of these issues that we've been running into with with scope creep and and just hidden parts of stories sneaking their way out halfway through the process. You know. Okay, so uh, so for the uh, for, for for the rest of you, the three of you, are you reaching a similar conclusion that at least within the team? Beginning to estimate will help. I know Digvijay yeah. is is saying yeah, yes. Yeah, is saying yes. <laughs> okay. So so then that's one question answered, right? For for the four of you, and you might want to talk to the rest of your team. But uh, now the next question is how many sizes, right? So the options are one single size, or small, medium, large is three sizes. So one size is one size, two sizes, three sizes four sizes right i mean those are the options you want to choose from uh what uh, what do people feel what is the right number of sizes because i think that is a very crucial question yeah. if you if you if you imagine that there were seven sizes mm. for example then yeah digvijay's uh, uh, you know fear will will be true that that you will end up spending a lot of time debating on whether this is a small or an extra small uh, uh, right so so then what is the right number of sizes or, or you know for, for your team I, I think three seems fair enough to me I feel currently we are in a place where we probably have uh, four sizes is what I feel um, mentally just imagining it but I would like to just let one be a hypothetical one wherein we actually never write an extra large down and try to break it but three would be nice to have I feel yeah, I mean, going from no estimation to some estimation and if you keep the bucket size very large, that would kind of, I feel, make it more chaotic. I mean, three sounds like a good enough number, like small, medium, large and sort of that. So also in the like equal size thing, I feel that uh, who you have to make sure that the complexity are equal or at least they average each other out. And that's bring us to another discussion of like okay if the story is large and th there should be some sort smaller story also like if or like slicing that out that would bring another con conversation so if you're having that conversation i feel you can have a conversation for the small medium large itself only otherwise <laughs> no i didn't get that can you say so it again i was saying if uh, like for these stories to be equal uh you have to decide that at least the average out is similar like if a story is too large there should be a smaller story also which averages yeah. out in so a bulk I, I want to share one one uh, stat i think lighten was also referring to this so you take any project's hmm. backlog if they had divided their work into three sizes small medium yeah. large and now you convert that into into some sort of number and now if you average the size yeah. the average will tend towards the middle the average will be m so even without doing anything mm. extra to to ensure that they are all the same sizes they will never be the same size no two stories are exactly the same sizes mm. however hard you try i can give it in you know you can be a hundred percent sure that no two size no two yeah. stories will be the same size but given hundred stories uh, they, the the average of them will tend to be in the middle hmm. of of the range that you are picking. So, um, so yeah, in a way, it's not that 
hard if you if you think about it hmm. to just uh, say that all stories are equal size or you know and uh, the, all you have to take care is the extremities that that something feels like very large you have to break it down in something that is very small you have to figure out how to just merge it into something more meaningful so that's not the but th- but that's mm. that's not what we are talking about here we are saying that by the act of calling out at least those three sizes whether it's a yeah. small whether it's a medium or large that act will help in ensuring that other beneficial things happen mm. like technical analysis and clarification of scope and uh, asking the right questions earlier on and so on right so so wanted to clarify yeah. that yeah, yeah, that also, so so yeah so that also makes me think that also on a personal level uh, if there is a classification in three buckets i would also like try to push my limits also on that how like if it's taking too much time and it's it's ah, so and that that will come yeah. to that will, that will <laughs> come to so so because okay. because it will take too much yeah. time is is a separate conversation mm-hmm. like akshay is saying at this stage what we've agreed to is that we will take a look at pieces in our backlog and we'll say that these 10 pieces mm. look similar to each other and they all look small these other 10 pieces look bigger than uh, you know much bigger than these and they are large and everything else in between is uh, mm. you know is similar to each other and that's a medium right and so that is just an just a uh, judgment about how big something is big meaning time uh, yeah. uh, big meaning how it complex it does is. it feel right uh, so that's the relative sizing activity hmm. and and so we are having a conversation on that 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 is small medium large how much time that will take we haven't got yeah, to yeah, that yeah. yet right so don't assume that that's the same thing it is it is two it is different thing, things yeah, yeah so uh, regarding like how many sizes should we go for i think 3 would be the uh ideal numbers saying that we should target always for one or two uh, three being a rare case but there is always a chance of getting a fourth bucket as well like there could be exceptions mm. but yeah, i think three sounds like a right amount of size uh yeah but if you get a fourth bucket like janvi was saying you break it down so mm. i mean and if you s- and this is a separate discussion but uh in some situations it i would rather compromise on value than create something that will give me feedback after 2 weeks definitely mm. so if something is going to take really long then it's okay compromise on the value but break it down into smaller bits and get feedback faster because uh, yeah, in that case feedback itself is the value of the smaller part uh, mm-hmm. go for it yeah i i feel um i feel pretty much the same way like uh Um I like I like the idea. I like to call it like a nuclear button or a nuclear option in general is like that that really massive far down the line thing where you have like you have sort of a small medium large or a one uh a 124 or something like that. And then you have that that final item at the end um which is the one where you go to when you're really scared. Like you're sitting inside that that estimation session and you see this thing and it's like hey we have to integrate with product x and it also requires us to rewrite the entire ui and a bunch of other stuff like for me having the access of that nuclear option to just be like no that's way too massive give it an excel for now give it a really massive size for now uh which is all that's for is a trigger for another conversation about how do we break that into things that are manageable or how do we answer the questions uh that are, are currently unknown mm. and how do we uh, how do we seek those answers 
Cool. So everyone seems to agree on three sizes and anything more than that should mm. be broken down uh, soon. Uh, so then, so you've got these sizes. Uh, now what? Uh, now what would you do with it? Because it, that's that act itself serves some of the purpose of yeah. ensuring that analysis was done, being able to call out something that uh, that is new scope, right? So now what other purposes are remaining? Uh, one purpose is the purpose that is remaining is this measurement for yourself and uh, so so how would you use this further for that measurement what is the right thing to measure for your team you think let me, let me ask let, let me ask this way what will help you improve or or actually let me ask us even better question what is it that you'd like to improve the most on your team i think while we so so go, yeah. while we've had these conversations about estimates and uh, completing same like directly what you could measure out of this is how many stories do you finish in an iteration that is not really what i'm looking for i think uh, something like Chirag was mentioning how many times you actually release features and go to production is something that I think would personally motivate me more. So I'm, I'm not too sure about what really you would do after it but the whole process is what interests me more. Yeah, I think I feel um, a, a pretty similar way about it. Um, for me, I think the measure that, that's most important to me is throughput. Um, so it's about like how frequently, because right now we quite frequently run into a wall where um, it sort of we uh, we pull out like the little tiny stem of a story and it becomes this giant root system and it's this huge thing that takes forever to do. Um, Lighten, we've lost your voice. We can't hear you. Out of business. Hey, sorry, we lost you oh, there for the last uh, two uh, last last minute or so. You you were talking sure, about sure. sometimes uh, you you pick a small stem of a story and it turns out to be a giant yeah. tree. Yeah, that's right. So um, for me, the, the value uh, that estimation will bring to our team or the best measure that I think we can use is um, is kind of that throughput concept, the idea of um, or uh, our ability to pick up a story, finish the story, pick up another story and keep going without hitting one of these sort of roadblocks. Um, to me, that's kind of where all the value lies um, as far as the team is concerned. Um, there, there are broader business concerns around uh, what the purpose of estimation is. Um, lots of talk about cost and things of those uh, and things of those nature. Uh, but I, I think for us, the, the most important thing that we can look at is uh, just the rate at which we pick up a story. It's a known. We finish it and we can carry on uh, without running into something that we weren't aware of. Yeah, I think it's similar for me as well, what Janvi and Leighton said. Uh, and like it's a bit about the disciplines that we follow, like what Akshay was saying, having those ceremonies in position uh, to help us out. Do you own the entire path to production? Yes. yes. Hmm. So you could, if you wanted to, you could 
push every check into production. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, good. Yeah, for the for the most part, um, there is, I guess, a small manual approval step towards the very end of it, but we can get all the way out to our pre-production staging environment um, yeah. all by ourselves. Got it. Yeah, but the decision is ours. I mean, it's not like we need an approval from the client or per se to get it out. If we wanted, we could remove that manual trigger, basically. Okay. Uh, I guess that's up to debate. <laughs> I know that, um, some of us, some of our stakeholders are, are getting yeah. a little more serious about not wanting to, uh, not wanting to flow things through to their uh, to their customers, I suppose, or to, to the users of their application uh, without them first being aware that it's mm. coming, um, which is yeah. annoying, admittedly, but. Uh, yeah, it's becoming more prevalent, unfortunately. But if we're really diligent with feature flags, we don't have this problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, but good, so you can at least take it to pre-production uh, yeah. mm. your own, at your own discretion. So that's good. Um, the thing to note about cycle time is that uh, since you have variation in the stories that you're picking up, uh, uh, and we're having all of the discussion because you've seen that variation and you want to structure the thinking around that variation. Uh, so cycle time is useful, uh, but cycle time is a very aggregate measure. Uh, and so uh, at some point, you also need to be able to break it down into what contributes to the cycle time or what what helps you increase it and what uh, what uh, will reduce it so so you should figure out ways of having that conversation as well uh, if your retros bring out these things then that's excellent but if not uh, it, it is going to be a little difficult because the thing is that see uh, let's say let's imagine that you have 10 one point stories, uh, five two point stories, and one three point story. That's in your uh, in your backlog, you've picked it up and you've delivered it over, um, uh, let's say, over two weeks, right? Now, so over two weeks, you've delivered uh, whatever number of points. So that's one measure. So that's the velocity measure. That's the immediate thing that you can track. The second that you can track is uh, each story, when did it get picked up, when did it end, and an average of the cycle time for that. But usually the time for smaller stories uh, or the time for larger stories is exponentially larger than the time for smaller stories. Hmm. So your one three point story will skew your cycle time significantly. Now because you have a, this kind of variation in the work that you're doing, uh, it will be very difficult to derive things from the cycle time immediately. So uh, you could uh, you could calculate cycle time separately for separate buckets of stories. So you can say that a one pointer on an average has a cycle time of two days uh, versus a three pointer versus an eight pointer. And that will give you some idea of how to start improving. Hmm. Uh, but the other things that you should also look for are um uh, uh, are things like dependencies things like time spent in meetings uh, other things that block you from doing things uh, 
uh, which uh, which will be common to all types of stories because they are not really about the story that you're playing uh, they are about the environment that you're in uh, and so you need to create structures that will let you investigate on both these fronts so that you really gain the uh, the data that you need to improve further if you find out that you're spending too much time in meetings and that's what's keeping you uh, then you can then you can attack that problem uh, but if you don't have a way of finding that out then it's uh, it's not going to be easy yeah but as you start this process and uh, if you if your uh, client stakeholders are not very mm, particular about what they want uh, i would encourage you to um, to pay attention to cycle time and uh, you know start using that as as certainly a thing that you that you figure out how to improve and the velocity calculation and tracking uh, yeah be be cautious with it because as soon as you start tracking it and start making that visible uh, expectations around that number and 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 that that number should always become better over time etc will form so you have to be careful as you as you surface that and set expectations that the, you know the velocity going up or down doesn't mean uh, you know that that the team is not uh, doing its you know so, so that the team is not doing its job velocity is a sum total of a lot of things hmm. that are happening uh, in the environment that then impacts the team positively or negatively so uh, so yeah be careful with you know getting your stakeholders to attach to the velocity targets and and numbers be very clear that it will change over time it will go up it will go down and 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 what is important is that closer to an iteration before an iteration you you should be able to call uh, how much uh, is is likely to be the velocity of the next iteration you you can derive that from the recent past average of the last three iterations or something like that so be careful with velocity uh, and and focus more on cycle time if you can get your whole team and the client looking at cycle time looking at bottlenecks within the cycle time and and so on then that is likely to be more useful mm. uh it might also be useful to do a value stream mapping exercise for your entire chain Uh, so right from when an idea is uh, spoken off for the first time by the PO to how it gets analyzed, developed, tested, deployed, uh, uh, whatever, uh, it would be good to understand the whole value stream and the time that it takes in each activity, as well as waiting for the next activity to happen, uh, and then you go from there to uh, better your cycle time. Cool. Anything else that uh, you would want to discuss? No, I think this answers a lot of our questions, and hopefully, it's going to help. Yeah, it'll be good to hear back from you guys on how yep. this worked out for yeah. you, and whether it's actually helping or not. Maybe a, a month, couple of months down the line, hmm. uh, should have some good data about how useful this has been. Yep. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, let's wrap up this conversation. Uh, I like to wrap up with uh, 
everyone just sharing like one top uh, thing that they are taking away from the conversation what will you remember or what will you think about more just one thing let's go around in a circle whoever wants to start i think next time i'm going to do estimates i'm not going to think of uh, it being just another meeting and we're doing that because we have to give it to the client hmm. i'm going to be motivated to do that i feel for me i think i'm definitely going to see if we can try this value stream exercise and what can be how if it can improve our our process in any way uh for me i think it's a couple of things but most importantly the will be trying to get out as much as analysis in the first mm-hmm. place from while doing the estimations cool thank you so much oh sorry i forgot letan <laughs> go for it <laughs> um <coughs> yeah i think uh i i think this is a, a conversation that shifted my focus a little bit um towards uh particularly towards cycle time and and more specifically how to measure the intangibles of of cycle time um because specifically the things i'm talking about there are like if there's a way to capture like sort of those real time stand up updates um where it's like hey this just expanded in scope suddenly for x reason or something like that like that to me is a failure in the estimation process it's a failure to uh, correctly analyze or or fully understand a piece of work that we were trying to do um so it's it's finding a way to quantify those things into some sort of meaningful metric or collection of metrics um that we can use to make sure that we're actually being successful uh as, as far as estimating cool um i have uh, uh the thought that i'm i would carry back is uh, Uh, is that this team seems so close to being able to go to production multiple times in a day and isn't doing it and that sort of surprises me because it is everybody wins when that happens and and um, and so i'm surprised that clients would not sort of uh yeah she would not would not just ask us to do it if they know that we can do it so easily It's a yeah, that, that's that's a that's a very context uh, context based uh, sort of situation. Um, it, it's quite interesting the the environment that this product lives in. Um, so it it makes that kind of thing whilst absolutely ideal, and I think they'd really like it that way as well. There are, there are some uh, some sort of uh, limitations that are built in there, mostly geographically related. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh yeah for me i think it's uh, uh it's a refresher of the uh, of what it means uh, to really do no estimates because uh, there's a lot that goes into it and i hadn't thought of it for for quite a while uh, but it's good that we had this conversation to sort of refresh uh, all our memories on uh, what what needs to go into uh, really being mature enough to be to to do no estimates All right thanks everyone this is uh, uh this is we uh, the end of another episode of practicing xp thanks for joining us thanks everyone who joined here oh, very welcome thank you very much thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.